Uh, it's a happy hub day, Trump day. It's 834. Greg Cassidy and for the vacationing, Bob Rose on the appropriately named Bob Rose Show. Uh, got uh, got Rob the Engineer pushing buttons this morning. Man, so many things we've been talking about. Uh, everything from Paul Pelosi to student loan debt uh, to, oh yeah, those pesky elections which always come around. And yesterday was a busy day. We say good morning to, uh, let's see, former mayor of Gainesville, uh, leads the uh, Republican uh, committee in Alachua County, going to be up for the commission. I don't know what this guy does in his spare time, but we say good morning to our friend Ed Braddy. How are you, sir? Ah, doing, doing well, Greg, doing well. <laughs> you forgot member of the Elvis, Memphia, uh, uh, Elvis Memphis Mafia Club, but... Uh, but that's for another day. Well, you know, I I don't try to give away all your secrets. Wow, <laughs> yesterday was a day. And there's a few things that I know that you've got perspective on that some folks, and I know there's some things that you're going to be chomping at the bit, as they say, to, to express. But a, a couple of things I want to ask you first. So what's your thought on the Ed Belarsky and Ward thing? Now, we're going to be going to a runoff there. You've had that gig. What's your opinion on kind of how that turned out versus how you might have thought? And looking at everybody else that now is out of the running and who voted for them, how does that fare in a Bolarski ward election come November? Well, um, I kind of figured with so many candidates running for that seat, it would likely go to a runoff because unless unless one candidate hits fifty plus one, then just the top two go. So mm-hmm. that seemed likely. I mean, I was. I think all, all common sense people were, were full of Fred Bilarski. Uh I can't fathom how anyone could vote for Harvey Ward, whose fingerprints are all over the destruction of city government in Gainesville. Yeah. I mean, it's not just the GRU uh, bills that are outrageous. It's the city's finances that are in shambles and all of that. So the guy who voted on policy that get got us there is in the runoff with the guy who was brought in to try to fix the financial problems mm-hmm. and then was fired because he was honest about trying to fix the financial problems. So, uh, yeah, but that, that'll be an interesting race. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think Ed Bilarski is positioned well uh, to win it. So well, okay. we'll see. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that that is going to be an interesting one. Obviously, school board did not go the way that a whole a whole lot of folks were hoping for Alachua County. I think that some folks were confused because we kept hearing people go, so I can vote for all four, can I vote for one, but then they're all on my ballot. I, I think some folks really didn't grasp how that varies because you don't have to just vote for whose district you're in. Yeah. First, let's say uh, congratulations to Kay Abbott, yes. D1. Uh, he ran a, a race, and uh, it, it proves that a Republican can, in fact, win a countywide race in Alachua County. I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, also want to uh, really congratulate and thank the other candidates that we supported for running great races. We are d- disappointed in the results, uh, but Mildred Russell, Ray Holt, and Dan Fisher, outstanding individuals, and I think they represented uh, themselves well, and uh, we are disappointed that uh, we didn't uh, win those races. It, it also, just as we can, just as we've proven a Republican can win countywide, we still prove that this is a very tough environment for Republicans generally. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to you know see what comes from this. Now, come fall, you're looking to be on the Alachua County Commission itself. What are your thoughts on that? 
Um, see earlier comment. We've proven a Republican can win countywide. <laughs> <laughs> but but really, on, on a day like today, it's not about me. It's about cleaning up this mess now mm-hmm. because the voters deserve today to have the transparency and trust in our election process. They don't right. need to wait until November and hear me me complaining about it after my name's on the ballot now we had a listener so call we had a listener yeah. call earlier that this morning and they said they were in newberry at seven o'clock in the morning and they couldn't even get a sample ballot as a republican and that made them feel a little uneasy but then it's what happened later in the day that you and state senator keith perry were talking about which applied to both high springs and newberry so kind of set the stage of of how you found out what was going on and then kind of respond from there i guess So in addition to having great candidates we were behind, we have fantastic supporters uh, who were working hard for our candidates, and they were pretty much giving us almost minute-by-minute updates on things. In addition, we deployed poll watchers, not poll workers, but uh, people who are authorized by the party or candidates to be inside the precincts monitoring Mm -hmm. things, and they would provide updates. And then, yes... uh, Shortly before 6, we got reports of ballot shortages in the outlying precincts that tend to vote uh, Republicans. Um, And, of course, we're all spread out. There's precincts all over the county. Um, I started heading to High Springs. Uh, Stafford Jones, who's a state committee man, headed over to Newberry. We kept getting reports of at least one or two other precincts. we did alert other people, other officials. That's how you know Keith Perry got involved. Mm-hmm. And I got out to High Springs, and I go in, and the place is filled with voters who can't vote. Wow. I mean, it's it, it's unbelievable. There's more than fifty sitting in this very small High Springs Civic Center, um, and and you know you see the frustration on everyone's face. I bet. Um, and it, it, this, this, this is something that should not, and you, you can't imagine it happening. I mean, this is this is where I got into the, um, yeah. There's sloppiness, and then there's just incompetence, and mm-hmm. there's there are there's clearly things that happen throughout the day and throughout the period where you could say, well, this is just you know sloppy action, people not following through. But the the idea that you would short ballot Republicans in Republican strongholds that are half hour away from the supervisor's office in terms of getting new ballots, it's just inexcusable. There's, you know, there's, and, and if you're a passing, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're a casual observer on the passing scene, you may think, okay, well, that's just an oddity. Mm-hmm. But if you know anything about elections anywhere in the country, you know that historically Democrats vote early Republicans vote late. Right. That's true both in terms of early voting days versus election day, but it's also true uh, in terms of early in the morning, late in the evening. Historically, and it's not necessarily the way we prefer, but it's just the way it is. A lot of Republicans wait till they get off work on election day and they vote before they go home. Right. So this is a super well-established sort of rule of politics or a rule of elections. And so to not have enough ballots, but it gets even worse. Uh, so our, you know, what was observed was that the, the clerk out in the, at least the High Springs place uh, was, in fact, aware that they were getting low on Republican ballots. 
but didn't call in for new ones until almost uh, 6 o'clock. It was like 5.40 before she put the call in. And 7 o'clock was when polls were supposed to close, right? Exactly. And then at 7 o'clock is when they closed. So so, you you have to factor in the time to run them out, and then the the supervisor sends a runner with new ballots to Mm -hmm. come out, and that person has multiple precincts ahead. Instead of sending one runner for each precinct, we had, you know, we had one runner for all of the precincts that wow. were short. And uh, and from what I understand, again, Stafford Jones was at the Newberry one, but a batch was delivered, which were quickly all used by Republicans waiting, and then they were out again. They had to wait again. So this <laughs> just is, Man. you know, I use the phrase voter suppression through incompetence. Um some might read more into the the you know the reason why the polls you know why why the ballots mm-hmm. weren't there and uh, because of the lack of transparency they have every reason to to be frustrated and to think that way. Well, um, I guess that's the so, question because, like you said, anybody who's been around politics knows kind of how the game works as far as who votes when. So, you know, how do they even determine? Do they not look at previous elections? How do they determine? Do you think how many ballots need to get sent to a given precinct? You know, that well, the, day. The, you know, yeah, so. that's a great point. And the first and the the, the, the most obvious uh, approach to this is to say, okay, how many registered Republicans are in this precinct and mm-hmm. registered Democrats in this precinct and registered MPAs? And let's make sure there's one ballot for each of them. Right. Because they're in a secured location. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're going to have a you know a gazillion ballots unmarked just laying around they're in a secured place so there's no excuse not to not to have one vote for one registered voter in every single precinct wow you know in a secured location uh so so the so i i don't have an answer i was at the supervisor's office about midnight last night (laughs) Uh, you know, <laughs> watching the sausage get made, if you will, mm-hmm. and uh, and I still don't have an answer as to why they didn't match the number of ballots with the number of registered voters in that precinct. And mm. uh, and again, it, it, what's frustrating, Greg, is it all tends to skew in one direction. Right. You know, it's, you can in good faith accept that people make mistakes and that accidents happen and. Yeah, like I said, sloppy work is sometimes that we're at, at issue. Mm-hmm. But when they all skew in one direction, well, then that's a bigger problem. Right. Well, at least it is good to know that you are on it. Uh, again, hats off to uh, the winners that we did have. And again, hats off to a lot of folks who did a great job. Uh, getting out there, working the streets, shaking the hands, trying to do their best. Uh, Ed Braddy, we always appreciate what you do. And Yes, you have proven before that it can happen, and we will be watching your race again come fall. So good luck, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. There you go. Ed Braddy again, uh, former mayor of Gainesville, leads up our uh, local Republican uh, committee in Alachua County uh, and, of course, part of the Elvis Presley Memphis Mafia uh, Association. Was I supposed to not mention that part again? Thank you very much. Thank you. It's 846, 14 minutes away from 9 o'clock. It's the Bob Rose Show. And a happy hump day, Trump day, 97.3, the sky.